everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright. I'm joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how are you doing? Steve, I am doing excellent. We have made it to the fantasy playoffs here, recording on a Tuesday. Um, and I think it might be the first time I've had this successful of a regular season, we'll call it. Obviously, a lot to come in the in the playoffs, but I'm... Uh, Seven out of seven for playoff teams. Wow, yeah, damn. And uh, I think four first-round buys. So definitely good, but now it's just going to be the chaos of rooting for and against players. That's yeah, always fun. Yeah, that's a, uh, that, that's a big accomplishment. Seven for seven is a pretty big deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, getting everyone in there, which is, you know, a, a, big, a big in and of itself. I think I mentioned I had two leagues that started last week so one by one moved on so now i think i've got four teams that i have to set lineups for and and you know have a rooting interest in um hope to be able to move you know move a few on to week 16 yeah and with that said uh we're gonna have a little change to the show today we're gonna do our, our normal start sit segment but then instead of uh trades we're gonna go through a playoff preview for uh, our two main leagues our work league and then our dynasty league um so uh in the interest of time because we really don't know how long that's going to take it could be really short could be really long you ready to uh jump in and start with the quarterbacks here yeah let's get it started uh, so a little bit different well i don't know if you, you saw um there's a lot of questions about Taysom hill um yeah oh. a, a lot of questions um which is funny because you know as big of a week as he had he didn't even crack 30 points which is usually you know when I see like a monster quarterback a week that uh, everyone's talking about, usually it's up at 30. I think he was around like 26 or something, uh, which is still obviously great. It's yeah. just not that top five back to back weeks. Yeah. Here. Yeah. That's a big deal. He's, he's done it back to back weeks. Um, but all three of our questions going to be Taysom Hill related here. So uh, Dak at the Giants or Taysom Hill? Will? Um, I think this is pretty close to the line. I will stay with Dak. Uh, just for like the sheer upside, uh, I, there's definitely a floor with Hill because of that rushing baseline. I mean, but he carried the ball 11 times each of the last two weeks, you know, a total of 107, 174 yards uh, of just rushing. So you have that baseline; it's it's going to cover a lot. But I think the ceiling is much higher with Dak. In the playoffs, you want to get that top guy, and I don't have any problems starting Hill. Um, I actually am debating him in Tannehill, and I think I think he's probably the play. And then I've got him also in a super flex league, him and Tua, which I know is one we talked about. So I've got some Hill questions as well, but I think Dak is just too high up the uh, the totem pole for me to plug Hill in. Yeah, I find this one difficult. Because, you know, Dak's got the good matchup, uh, but he hasn't been a great quarterback the past few weeks. So that's tough. But, you know, Hill against Tampa Bay, that's not going to be an easy matchup by any stretch of the imagination. So I think I'm with you. I'll stick with Dak. Statistically, Giants actually aren't that good of a matchup, too. It looks like they're, at least from uh, Fantasy Pro's ratings, they have them as like a bottom either six or eight um, matchup for quarterback. I know they're... I think they're really weak on the ground, which is probably why they're 
better against a quarterback, maybe? That could be a reason. It's not exactly a reason. But it could it be. might be, yeah. It just says that you know quarterbacks perform a little worse than their average versus um, the Giants. So they're, you know, a little less. But that, like you said, could be like uh, what we talked about the Jets in the past where they're able to be run on, so the quarterbacks don't have to throw as much and, and aren't going to hit that average that they're usually yeah, hitting. Yeah, which, you know, you have less of that concern this week because Zeke is – it's clearly still hobbled. So, you know, who knows what the running game would be. But either way, uh, I think we're both on the DAC side. Next one, Jalen Hurts versus Washington versus Taysom Hill. Yeah, I think this is really kind of that bar because you're getting a guy that's pretty similar from a rushing perspective. Um, I lean Hurts slightly over Hill here. Uh, I think this one is a lot closer for me. Washington's defense has been pretty susceptible to the quarterback, and they've got some injuries, uh, but it's a divisional game. It is at home. I am going to roll with Hurts here, uh, but this one is really close. Yeah, same. I will take Hurts uh, for that matchup against Washington. It's hard to pass that up. Uh, Last one, Will, Russell Wilson or Taysom Hill? Yeah, I think Taysom pretty easily. I mean, Russell's looks better. Um, the last couple weeks, I think he got up above 20. Um, so it's a uh, number nine overall against Houston, but Rams defense is pretty tough and he just doesn't look like he is healthy and he's himself. So I'm going to go with Taysom Hill and, and just keep that rushing baseline. I'll agree. Uh, Wilson's been good. I, they're pretty similar. I think in points this week, um, but Hill has just got seemingly higher upside right now. You know, if Wilson's not going to pass uphill when he's facing Houston, I can't see Wilson doing any better against the Rams. Um, yeah, it's possible. Kyler threw a lot last, you know, last night or whatever this week, but I don't know. It's, that's tough. So, yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on the Rams too. Cause I mean, they also had a lot of COVID issues going into yesterday and then a bunch more today. So like that team also, I believe shut down like their facility today because of COVID issues. So they could be in much worse shape as the week goes on, depending on how things go. Uh, but apparently they had a lot of positive tests. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to monitor and see uh, who they get back and who they're missing, you know? Yeah. I mean, no Jalen Ramsey will definitely help with Kyler's numbers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. So that weird Kyler Tyson Hill experiment out of the way, uh, moving on to the kind of the regular start sits here, running back, will PPR, um, Sony or Henderson, uh, I guess, depending on Henderson's health versus the Seahawks or Aaron Jones at Baltimore. Interesting. I mean, I think if both of them play Sony and Henderson, I, I think it's got to be Aaron Jones, even though he did have like a scary low number of touches. He was pretty efficient with them, but I believe he only saw the ball like eight or 10 times total. Yeah, Aaron he Jones. did a lot. I think he scored um, and that's why he had a good fantasy day. He did. I think he maybe even was it one or two touchdowns? I know Adams has. I think Adams had two, but the score helped as well. Um, I still think he's, you know, they're easing him back in from the injury. Um, and I think it's a, you know, 50-50 split when, when fully healthy, if not more to Jones. Zoni and Henderson is interesting because if Henderson's playing, probably cannibalize each other a bit. Um, but Seattle isn't, uh, you know, the worst matchup. I think they're more middle of the pack. So I don't, hate that matchup either um i think i gotta lean just like the pure upside of aaron jones and talent but uh but yeah sony sony's not a bad option if 
Henderson's out. I think if they're both there, it's a little murky. They're going to eat into each other too much. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. Um, I can't see Henderson coming back and then just getting the full workload. There's going to be some sort of split there. Um, you know, especially with Henderson's health, he's constantly having injury concerns. So bring him back would kind of be irresponsible too. Um, so I, I'm with you exactly. I'll take Aaron Jones if they're both back. Uh, if if Henderson's out, it's much more difficult, but I think I'll still stick with Aaron Jones. Speaking of injured running backs, uh, we've got Zeke at the Giants and Saquon at the, versus the Cowboys in a head-to-head matchup. Yeah, there. this one's difficult. You know, as I said before, Zeke's got a good matchup. You know, the Giants give it up on the ground, but you know, Zeke is clearly hobbled and not playing super well. Um, Saquon, you know. Clearly the guy and healthy, but a much more difficult matchup against the Cowboys. Um, so you really pick your poison. I think I would go with Zeke still for the matchup. You know, I think he could have had a better week this week. Um, you know, I think there's a, a couple catches that Zach just misfired on that uh, would have solidified his game. And, you know, when you're facing a rushing defense or a bad rushing defense, you only need a touchdown. And I think that's doable. Um, it is pretty close because of everything I laid out there earlier with the, the matchups and the injuries and stuff, but I, I will personally side with Zeke. Yeah, and it looks like Zeke only had one reception of six targets, too. So you get a couple more of those. It closes the gap there. Looks like the point differential last week in half scoring is 17 points for Barkley and then nine points for Zeke. So cl- close the gap a little bit with a few more catches, and especially if he gets in the end zone. Um, it comes down, yeah, I think to the matchup, I lean Zeke as well. I think there could be more volume for Barkley though. So like if you have Pollard, I know that he's, he was out last week. I haven't heard much about him for this week yet, but Pollard plays, you know, maybe you want to just go with the volume play of Saquon tough matchup against the Cowboys, but I do think he, you know, he's one of those guys that doesn't need to get five yards carry. You know, he can break one at any point. So he gets a couple of big burst plays, and that'll really help you out. So I slightly lean Zeke, but I do like the volume of Saquon. And if, if you want, like, a safer option, I'd probably take Saquon. You know, maybe the more ceiling play here is Zeke. Yeah, that is uh, – that makes sense. I, I think we're aligned on that one as well. Our last running back one here, another half-point PPR, Leonard Fournette against the Saints uh, or Devonta Freeman versus the Packers. Yeah, I don't care how tough the matchup is. I'm not sitting for a net right now. You have to stay in the flames. Uh, I'm 21 points again this week. He has been unreal. Uh, it's a tough matchup. Saints defense has been good against the run. Um, and, and Freeman looks like he's probably the guy, but I know uh, Latavius Murray scored, so maybe they're working him in a bit. You know, I, I don't mind playing Freeman. I think he's a solid RB2 flex option, but I am not sitting Leonard Fournette for just about anyone here. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm assuming that's where this question's coming from. It's the matchup fear with Fournette. Um, and those fears are legitimate. You know, he could end up having a bad game because he's facing the number one rush defense in the league. Um, you know, that's definitely in the cards, but um, it's it's hard to bench him given how well he's been doing. You know, there are questions with the, the Freeman side. Like, we don't know if Lamar is playing this week, I believe. Um that changes a lot with that game. It's interesting. I was looking for just some depth quarterbacks here for a playoff run in a dynasty league. And I saw that Huntley was there and I said, Oh, interesting. But like the projection was zero. So it's, it's 
I don't know if just the website like doesn't think there's much of a question that Lamar's going to play. So I don't know. I haven't heard much. Like I, last I heard is was like a sprained ankle, right? Not a high ankle sprain, but a sprain. Yeah, it's a regular sprain. But I, I hadn't heard any. Yeah, I hadn't heard any. You know, anything more either way. Yeah, the last I heard was like there's a chance, and you know who who knows? It's just an ankle sprain, but it's also Lamar Jackson. And any injury to his lower body is kind of a big deal, considering you know that's yes. his main weapon. So. Yeah, it's bread and butter yeah, right so there. We will see. But we're aligned there. Fournette uh, moving to the wide receiver position. PPR, DK Metcalf versus those Rams. Or DJ Moore, assuming he plays at Buffalo. I just don't like the QB situation there for DJ Moore. But 6 for 84 last week against Atlanta. 10 targets. Uh, he, he was good. And obviously Buffalo's got some injuries in the secondary. They should be able to score. So, you know, does that mean that DJ Moore is going to stay involved like that? I think Moore is a safe play. Um, I think if you want, you know, moon ceiling option, DK Moore is the dear DK Moore. DK Metcalf is the move, but you have only four for 43. I think a lot of this is tied to Russ. I mean, he had 11 two weeks ago, but other than that, he hasn't been in double digits since before the bye in week eight. Um, so, I think you're getting volume on both sides, maybe a little bit more on DJ Moore's side, um, and you're getting more efficiency on DJ Moore's side, too. You're just banking on, I think, the touchdown, which we also haven't seen since week eight for DK. Yeah, and I, I think that's a concern, right? You see this, and you think, well, it's Metcalf easily, but it's like, no, he hasn't been good in, in quite a while now. So it's concerning. Meanwhile, DJ Moore has been good, and you just it's hard to believe because of the quarterback situation and the Panthers kind of fall from grace from how they started the season. Right. Um, they got that tough match, you know, Buffalo is not an easy place for, you know, a wide receiver to play any easier either. So that's going to be difficult. Um, I think I lean Metcalf and hope for a higher scoring game. Um, you know, maybe like a, a Rams Cardinals game where, you know, there's a lot of throwing happening. Um, I think that's my lean. Uh, you know, the injury, I guess, makes it a little bit easier. You know, if he's questionable, he might be hobbled while he's for DJ Moore. He might be hobbled while he's out there and combine that with with being on a tough or against a tough defense. You know, that that's tough. And, and there's a possibility he's out there. And he's a decoy, too. Um, so I, I think I'll go with Metcalf. Right. And next up, a half PPR like Michael Pittman versus the Patriots or Brandon Cooks at Jacksonville. This is this could end up being a pretty interesting one at the end of the week. You know, Cooks inconsistent and hard to trust, but good matchup against Jacksonville. Pittman in a tough matchup, but if the Patriots zero in on Jonathan Taylor, that could open things up for Pittman. Um, you know, so you could see it going either way. I, I think I'll stick with the talent of Pittman. Uh, over just Brandon Cooks. I really just don't like the inconsistency that we, we see on that side. Um, again, I could see him having a perfectly fine week, but the talents with Pittman, I don't think they're going to zone in on Pittman. Uh, I think that main focus will be Jonathan Taylor, you know, as we have said, and, and plenty of other people have said, Patriots try to take away your best option. Um, now, is Carson Wentz going to be good enough with Jonathan Taylor taken away to, to still beat the Patriots? I don't know. And that could obviously hurt Pittman, but I'll take the talent Pittman. Yeah, this one's closer for me. I mean, coming off of eight catches on 11 targets for Cooks, especially with Davis as the full-time QB, 
it's really, it's encouraging because I think that was the worry that you weren't going to be able to see. You were like, oh, you, you trust Tyrod more to get it to a guy like Cooks than Davis. But Davis, he was able to make Brandon Cooks relevant there. Eight catches, 101 yard, uh, receiving yards. So I think the floor play is definitely Cooks, um, where you could see the Patriots, you know, their defense has been pretty stifling. Obviously, we had that wind game last week, so wouldn't really say that they stifled Buffalo's offense, but they did enough to really slow them down. You know, when they did have the wind at their back, but yeah, I think I think this is tough. I think if you once again, if you want upside, you you aim for Pittman, who could you know get in the end zone, could have a big day. But I do think there's a there's something to be said about the volume of Brandon Cooks, especially against Jacksonville, who's Better defense than than the team itself looks on paper, but uh, I think they are beatable. So I I think I slightly lean Cooks here. Little worried about Pittman's playoff schedule. Okay, and finally here PPR AJ Green at Detroit and uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling MVS at Baltimore. Man, I, I don't know if it's just last night, but AJ Green looked good. He, you know, he had a couple of big catches. He really adjusted well um, going up against Detroit. So not a great team. You know, it could be a bounce back week for the entire offense to get going. And, I mean, Baltimore is without corners. So there is definitely opportunity there. But is it going to be MVS this week? Is it going to be Alan Lazard again? You know, who is going to step up as that number two? Is it just going to be the running backs? You can take your shot with MVF. I think I take my shot more with AJ Green. It seems like Kyler is leaning on these veterans. Him and, and Ertz, I feel like, are getting targeted all the time, you know, behind behind DeAndre Hopkins, whereas you you see more sparingly the um to Rondell Moore. You see a little bit more sparingly to Christian Kirk. So I, I lean AJ Green, I think pretty handily here. Yeah, I do as well. You know the MVS has that boom bust potential and you, you spot it out without the, the weapons there. Cobb is hurt, you know, could be an MVS week. Maybe, you know, he was pretty, I think pretty similar to with snaps with Lazard. Um, and I think he might've out targeted him. He just didn't do a lot with him, which is just kind of typical MVS. Um, AJ Green, I can see this being a good week for him as well. You would think the Cardinals are going to demolish Detroit. And in a game like that, you know, coming off the injury, I don't know why, you would just uh, have Hopkins going all out. So it could be an interesting game for AJ Green and Christian Kirk. Uh, I would like to think their usage would be a little bit higher um, if if they could put this game behind them quickly. So I'm with you. I'll take AJ Green there. All right. And then our last one here, flex choice. We're picking one of five in PPR. Jerry Judy versus the Bengals. DJ Moore at Buffalo. Van Jefferson versus Seattle, Daryl Williams at the Chargers, and Devontae Parker versus the Jets. Probably the the riskier option, but there is no way I'm benching Van Jefferson right now. Um, the Judy's fine. He's a good floor play, gets plenty of volume. You just haven't seen incredible upside from him. Uh, DJ Moore we've talked about. Uh, Daryl Williams, since CH has come back, has basically been boom bust if he gets a touchdown or not. So he's probably the last option 
of anyone here. And De- Devontae Parker's been solid versus the Jets, uh, or been solid when he plays, and he's got the Jets, so that's a good matchup. But I don't think anyone has the same kind of upside that Jefferson has. Uh, it is a little worrisome. He only got three targets yesterday. One of them happened to be a 50-yard bomb. But, you know, that's three weeks in a row. He's double digits for um, fantasy. Um, he's got a good quarterback. You know, OBJ is one of those guys that got put on the COVID list, so he could be missing this week. You know, it, the, the, uh, the counter to that is, you know, Jefferson can end up on that list because they're both wide receivers and, and they're all in contact. So, you know, obviously you're going to have to pivot in, in that degree. But I will stick with Mr. Van Jefferson here, a riskier play, but one I'm willing to take a shot on. Yeah, I think this one's fairly easy. I mean, I ruled Daryl Williams out pretty easily with just the volume that some of these receivers get. Um, Judy, you guys get volume, but I just never really thrilled throwing him in the lineup because of all the receivers that are there and the passing volume of the team. So he's kind of the second guy I scratch out. And while I like Parker, still only the second game back, want to see a little more. I, I don't mind flexing him, but not an option with these two. Um, so it comes down to pretty easily DJ Moore, Van Jefferson. And it once again, you know, Moore seems like more of the volume play. But at this point, I think, you know, the way that Van Jefferson is playing three straight weeks with a touchdown, uh, he's double digits each week. I think he's just, you got to stay in the flames there. You got to keep that rolling and, until the until it cools off i'm gonna continue there with van jefferson as well perfect that is going to wrap up our start sets so we're going to move into our playoff preview will how's that sound let's do it um what are we thinking we have two leagues to take a look at here do you have a preference uh, we can start with our work league i guess which is a, a redraft league um half point ppr uh our good friend tommy and you will ended up with the uh, the buys. First round buys. Yeah, Tom uh, now making the playoffs for the first time in his franchise history, meaning that all of our franchises have now made the playoffs at least once here in our seventh yeah, season. Which is pretty solid. Um, overall, a pretty tight league. You and him both at 10 at four, uh, me and two others at nine and five. And then we had two people at eight and six, one of which missed the playoffs. Um. I think you're looking here. Our good friend Tommy is uh, first in points scored. I am second. You are third. Um, our friend Seamus in fourth. After that, there's a, a pretty big gap. Um, so it is a uh, it's a pretty tight league. <laughs> you know, I don't think any of us. You know, obviously, you know me, you. I'm sure Tommy are, are confident. Um, but you know, if I get if I lose in the first round, if you lose in your first matchup after the bye, I don't think any of us are going to be surprised by that result, right? It's been a pretty um, pretty tight league overall. Um, one thing I'll say, it's interesting, or I guess it's a question for you. Would you consider this league of record? I hear You hear that on podcasts a lot. Oh, like league of record, this, league of record, that. Is that just kind of like main league that you reference with someone? What would you call league of yeah, record? Yeah, I would say it's the one you probably, you know, if you have a podcast, it's the one you talk about the most. Um, and if you don't have a podcast, it's probably the one you just focus on and put the most attention on, um, which can be difficult because, you know, we do both redraft and dynasty for the podcast. So it kind of makes both of them our league of record, but I, I think we, we lean redraft. Yeah. Of, it's easier to say dynasty league and, and yeah. you know, 
League of Record and League of Record, I guess, for like the regular. You kind of got ones, one of each. Yeah. You know, if you're playing a lot of fantasy, you got a League of Record in the Dynasty world and one in the Redraft world. Um, but as far as like the leagues that I'm in, this one is probably the most important one, I think. I don't know. The Dynasty is really close. Um, yeah. What about you? What do you think is like the League of Record? Yeah, I think it's the same thing. It's kind of like the one that you reference most because you have, you know, home league. If it's, you know, an older league that you have with some people. But if it's like, you know, it ultimately depends on who you have the podcast with. You know, if you're talking to someone and you're, you know, constantly referencing a specific league, I think it's whichever one you reference the most. Well, let's uh, talk matchups here. Would you like to go over my matchup first or our dear friend Seamus's matchup first? Uh, we could save the best for last, then. Why don't we take a look at Sheamus and Greg's I was not expecting uh, that. Matchup. I was expecting a swerve hey. and a, a diss on me, um, but I will take it here. <laughs> <laughs> so I pulled up the – give us like a little overview of projections. So um, from the website here, uh, looks pretty close, I think. Um, maybe I don't know if everyone's lineups are fully set. I know – Looks like they have projections for Tom of our playoff teams. Was the buy projected at one forty one and a quarter? Myself at one thirty nine and a half. Two teams who are sitting idle, um, and then two of our friends here, Greg and Jameis, one thirty nine point eight to one thirty one. This is the projection for their match up here. Yeah, which is fair. Um, it seems a little high for I'd, I would expect us to be the other way out. I, I would expect our friend Seamus to be in the lead and he's not. Um, so it seems a little bit high for Greg uh, based on my opinion, but this is the first time I've looked at the teams and see what the matchups are. So I, you know, we'll, we'll see and maybe I'm wrong. Um, so uh, you think just give a, a rundown of the rosters here, Will, and who they got in their starting spots right now. Yeah, you, we do that, and then we can just kind of do like a head-to-head of QB versus QB, receivers versus receivers. Yeah, sure, we could do that. So uh, let's start with the rundown. So our, our good friend Greg here um, is starting Tom Brady. Um, two wide receivers being CeeDee Lamb and Cole Beasley. Two running backs, Eckler and CEH. Uh, a tight end in Andrews. Two flex being MVS and Devonta Smith. A, a kicker being Matt Gay. Defense, Denver. Our friend Seamus, uh, Josh Allen, Van Jefferson, Devontae Adams, uh, James Conner, Devin Singletary, Travis Kelsey, Dalton Schultz, Alex Collins, um, Zerline, and then the Pittsburgh defense. That is currently what they got in their starting lineups here. So um, head-to-head here, Will, Josh Allen versus Tom Brady. Who are you giving that edge to? Before we jump into that, you want to check and see here if there's anyone that you would presume maybe switched in or out that might oh yeah that's that's i think it looks like seamus may have a couple guys that he might be able to flip in. yeah he's tough because he's got um swift uh Thielen, you know both of which we're not super sure of as of yet and i don't think either of them plays but you know the potential's up in the air after that it's yeah tough. i mean with with alex collins there and his flex i would assume someone else yeah, gets put I mean, in it's, it's zach moss or born you know, Curtis Samuel, maybe behind he's out. And I don't know if I want to play that. So, you know, maybe born. Um, it's a tough one. Uh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we don't know a ton about the feeling and the swift. I mean, as of what I'm hearing today, the, the it's flipped. Now they're saying 
they're hopeful that Swift is going to be able to play this week. So maybe they decide not to shut him down like we were talking about the other week. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, we just don't know about Thielen and Swift. So maybe you get one of them in his, in his other flex there, but maybe not. Yeah, and then the, the other game, um, let's see here. Uh, Julio, I'm not interested in. Russell Gage, I think, is interesting. Um, Tyler Boyd is interesting as well. Uh, I would be willing to play them over a Beasley or a MVS for sure. Um, I'm kind of surprised the uh, the projections for MVS is so high. They got to project it at 10 points, which seems a little crazy. Um, and so Beasley as well. They got him projected up at 12, which he has not done since week eight. So, uh, that, I guess maybe the Carolina matchup. Yeah, maybe, um, it does make me feel a little bit better about, you know, not thinking Greg should be, uh, leading as far as the projections go. Uh, I would dial that down a bit, but I would, I would start, you know, gauge or Boyd probably over one or both of them. What about you? Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, MVS is a little scary. Um, I think. I think Emmanuel Sanders is, is possible to miss. So, you know, Beasley makes sense based on the guys here. Um, I you know, probably play Beasley over most of them. But I think Gage, even take a shot on Julio maybe instead of MVS. Um, I think really that would be the only thing that I would, might switch around. You ready to jump into the positional uh, battles here? Yeah. Take a look here. So we've got, as you mentioned earlier, Tom Brady. And Josh Allen, what do you, uh, what do you think heads up I think there? it's pretty even. Um, I think I'd probably go with Josh Allen. I, I think they're expecting some rain in, in the Tampa game. Um, so I, because of that, yeah, I'm going to use that as my tiebreaker. Um, so, yeah, I, I'll stick with uh, Josh Allen here. What about you? Uh, yeah, I think... I think Eileen Allen, I know with the questionable tag, that could be a bit of an issue. And, and Carolina's defense is tough. Um, so is New Orleans, obviously. Yeah, I don't I think, I don't know, something about me just leans Tom Brady. It just seems like that offense is playing better and more consistently. Whereas you have Josh Allen's, you know, they need to kind of get going, get, you know, they're almost streaky when it, you know, though when they're playing bad it kind of lingers for a bit when they're playing great. It lingers for a bit. So I wouldn't mind playing either of these guys. I've actually got, I would have had that decision of Allen and, and um, Pat Mahomes who seems to be coming on, but luckily I have a buy in and the league that have that decision. So put that one off for another week. I think I lean Brady here though. Okay. Moving to the wide receivers here. Uh, we got CD lamb and Cole Beasley versus Van Jefferson and Devonte Adams. This is easy for me. What about you? Um, yeah, do yeah, I mean I guess it's probably easy the other way. I was gonna say, do you wanna flop Devonta Smith in for Beasley as probably a second best receiver? But uh, even so, I think it's pretty easy. You know, Van Jefferson seems to be lower on projections than most there, but I uh, I lean Adams and Jefferson here. Yeah, same. Pretty easily. Not a lot to to say there. Um, I think this next one's probably pretty easy too. We have Eckler and Clyde Edwards Alaire uh, against James Connor and Devin Singletary. Yeah, pretty in line there. I mean, as long as Eckler plays, obviously there is a question with him. He did go down um, toward the end of that game there. It does seem like Eckler is expected to be, you know, practicing at some point, even in a limited capacity. So 
if he does practice, I think we expect him to suit up. And if he does suit up, then I think this is fairly easy to say Eckler and uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire. Yeah, agreed. Uh, on the injury concern, you do need to watch out for James Conner. I think he's getting an MRI on, on something. So watch out on his front. But, you know, whether he plays or not has no bearing for me. I'll take the Eckler CEH side. Uh, which brings us to the tight end, which is probably dead even here, Will. We got Mark Andrews versus Kelsey. <laughs> That's a tight one. Yeah. Yeah. Two guys that have been, you know, great all year. Now, one thing I will say is Kelsey seems to be trending in the wrong direction when it comes to tight end. You know, maybe only versus Kittle and, and, and um, Andrews who are working in the right direction. But if you look at those three, I mean, you got to say going forward, might be a little more confident in Andrews than Kelsey. And I think. The way Kittle's playing, he's got to be the most confident right now out of the three. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I do look, Kelsey's matchup is really good. The Chargers have given up the fifth most uh, points to the tight end position, and I, I think that's probably what I'll use as my tiebreaker, and I'll go with Kelsey, but it's super close. Yeah, yeah, that one, you, know, you imagine both of those guys are going to hit for them, and then they maybe cancel each other out. Um, I think it comes down to is Lamar playing or not, but both of these matchups should be high scoring, you'd imagine. Um, so we'll see. I, I think I lean Andrews just slightly. Okay. Our flex positions here, Will. And, and I guess before we jump into it, do you want to discuss kickers and defense or no? Uh, maybe the de- defensive matchup. If that, you know, if we think that's what they're going to stay with, I don't think either have a backup so we can take a look there, but obviously it's just pre, uh, pre ad drop too. Yeah, so that's fair. Um, so uh, next up here, we got, uh, the flex positions, MVS and, uh, Devonta Smith or, you know, Beasley, we, we swapped them earlier, um, or Dalton Schultz and Alex Collins. Another one that I think is pretty easy. Yeah. Either way, I think the MVS and either Beasley or Smith side, um, Schultz and Collins, I, I think you probably bank it on that being Swift and Thielen, uh, if you're, if you're Seamus. So, uh, yeah, I think it's fairly easy, the the latter, the former two, but um, if he's able to swap some of those out, it could be a little more competitive. Yeah, I'll stick with, I mean, it all comes down to Devonta Smith, like, that's a big win. Alex Collins isn't doing anything. Um, Schultz is interesting. I don't like starting my tight end in my flex position, um, you know, so I will, uh, I'll stick with the Devonta Smith MVS side. And then finally, well, that brings us to the defenses in this matchup. We have Denver. Going up against Cincinnati, we have Pittsburgh up against Tennessee. Who do you want there? Yeah, I think I take Pittsburgh slightly. Um, going up against two solid offenses, Tennessee a little more banged up. So, and it's at home in Pittsburgh. They are kind of you know need to win to keep pace. Um, whereas Denver, I guess Denver's in it, right? They're six and seven, seven and six. They're still in it as well, so that they they you know need to keep base as well. Uh, I think I like Cincinnati's offense a little better. Um, another home game though, so uh, I think both are decent matchups. But I'll take Pittsburgh. Yeah, I agree. I'm right there with you. Um, so with all those positions, Will, uh, who do you want here? Remove the names for the listener. Do you want Team Brady or Team Josh Allen here? Uh, I think I lean. It's tough. Both, I think I lean Team Brady um, overall. There's a couple of receivers, I think, that, that maybe you can argue on the other side, but I think Team Brady is where I would uh, put my money. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, the, the wide receivers on, on Team Allen are good. You know, obviously Allen's good, but him and Brady are super close. Other than that, you know, it was mostly 
uh, team Brady that we were giving wins to. And if it wasn't a win, it was close. You know, the Andrews and Kelsey close, Brady, Allen close, you know, um, where, you know, Eckler and, and CH versus Connor and, and Singletary is not as close. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you. We can give the, uh, the win to team Brady, which would be our friend, Greg. Yeah. See if, if that comes to fruition. Um, we got one more here in this league. So we've got yourself, Steve, the three seed going up against our good friend Graham at the six seed. Yeah. So this one, uh, obviously I, I know my team a little bit more, so, um, maybe some additional context, but for team me, uh, we have Kyler Murray, uh, Lockett, Ayuk, Najee, uh, Montgomery, Noah Fant, and then currently in the flex position, Emmanuel Sanders, Chuba Hubbard, Bucker, and New Orleans as my defense. Um, Graham is going to be our opponent here. Russell Wilson, DJ Moore, Jalen Waddle, Zeke, Sony, Fryermuth, Dawson Knox, uh, Devonta Freeman, Joseph as the kicker, Miami, another two tight end team. Um, currently it surprised me a little bit there. Um, and looking at both teams here, will, um, I can tell you right now, um, that if Elijah Mitchell is playing, I will be putting him in for Chuba. Um, that's a simple one. And then I will be looking for likely a waiver wire replacement for Emmanuel Sanders. That spot is supposed to go to AJ Brown. Uh, but he just does not want to come back to play. So um, yeah. we'll see. I, I've, been, I've been nice to you. Yeah, and I do have uh, – You have Ertz there. I could. Yeah, I got it. Noah Fant up against Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati gives up the 12th most points at the tight end. And then Ertz against Detroit. Uh, Detroit gives up the 15th most. So, you know, both good matchups that I could plug in there as well. Um on the flip side, uh, my opponent's pretty beaten up as far as the bench goes. He could plug in Osborne or Sutton, uh, maybe for a Knox. Yeah, maybe maybe Michael Carter coming yeah, back. Yeah, if too. Carter comes back, he could plug in for you know a Sony if Henderson comes back. So there's some movement to be had. And I don't think he's as interesting as some of the other people we've talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he gets the miraculous Calvin Ridley returns. <laughs> the knight in shining armor well, riding through. Uh, not this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, anything more to add on those bench positions there, Will? Uh, I think Osborne maybe flipping. Like, uh, even though the projections, I think lean Sutton side. I at this point, I mean, I don't know that I want anything to do with any of those Denver receivers. And I think Judy's the one maybe that I would want, but Sutton just hasn't done much, you know, fantasy wise. I'm sure he's been good, you know, from team perspective. They've been playing well running the ball well but i think if i'm flipping anybody in right now probably osborne at receiver and then you know carter if he plays jamal williams if he comes back yeah that is fair so let's go ahead and uh run down the positional battles here will i have kyler murray i'm up against russell wilson who do you want yeah i'll take kyler there pretty easily i think we you know alluded that russ you you know is kind of on the lower uh, the underside of the Taysom hill bar and then we know Kyler Murray is definitely above the Taysom Hill bar. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't think a lot of people are really going to argue with that one. Um, next one, I, I think it'd be pretty interesting. Tyler Lockett and Brandon Ayuk, DJ Moore and Jalen Waddle. I guess we'll assume DJ Moore is playing for the sake of the uh, the argument here. Yeah, it's interesting because I think on paper, Moore and Waddle looks more attractive. But Lockett has been 
playing better recently. I think he's had, what, two big weeks um, the last two weeks. And even so, you know, 11 and 13 the weeks before. So I think you're solid with Lockett again. Um, the the question is, is Ayuk, is he going to be able to put up numbers? Because I think, you know, he by what, 15, almost 16 this week. Yeah, I guess he's, he's been playing better. Um, close. I think I lean the more Waddle side, mostly because I'm just really uncertain about Ayuk, and I, I like those two as a combination better. I think Lockett's probably my favorite of the four, though. Yeah, I think Lockett is the best. I think I, I do. I agree with you. I think it's pretty close. I think I lean my side because I like the Ayuk matchup against Atlanta, which is a terrible pass defense. Um, and you, I, I see questions on the other side with DJ Moore's injury. Plus a tough matchup. Um, Waddle's obviously been really good, but he does have Parker coming back. You know, maybe that changes something. Um, I think he only had the one week, the last game they played, Parker was back. So it's really close. Eileen, me, um, but pretty close on that front here. Um, next one, Najee Harris, the running backs, Najee Harris and David Montgomery versus Zeke and Sony Michelle. Yeah, this one I think is pretty easy. I mean, Sony's projections are pretty low there as well, but I mean, Najee and, and Montgomery, I think you could argue Montgomery versus Elliott, let alone uh, Najee versus Elliott. So pretty easily your side there. We'll see if Sony maybe bumps the projections up because we find out that Henderson isn't playing, but yeah, I think pretty easily your side. And I guess we didn't cover this uh, to start, but you know we're giving a lot of the the wins to me, and if not, we're saying they're close. But uh, the projection right now is one hundred and twenty point eight to one hundred eighteen point five, so they do have it as a tight projection. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next close. one, will I, I think might be easier to evaluate both tight ends, just because I think there could be a lot of flipping on both sides. But I have Fant and Ertz. He's got Fryermuth and Knox. What pairing do you like most there? Uh, I was going to say Friar Muth over Fant. Um, and Ertz coming in, it just feels really weird to say Friar Muth and Knox over Ertz and Fant if you look back like a year ago. We were trying to get rid of Knox in the Dynasty League, you know, forever. And, and now he's come on and he looks great. Uh, I think I lean Friar Muth and Knox. And the projections probably won't say that, but I, you know, just Friar Muth is obviously just. A piece he's been used all over the place. Hard to trust a rookie, but I like it there. And and, and obviously, Fan has a good matchup, but if there's just more consistency, Knox, obviously, you're hoping for a touchdown and, and you have a little more consistency with Ertz. So, another one that I think is very close, but I would lean the frame with Knox side. I think that's my lean as well. My hesitation comes from Ertz against Detroit. You know, while they're a middle of the pack defense against tight end, you know, Arizona's going to light them up. So, that gives me some hesitation. I, I think I lean the Fryermuth side by a hair as well, um, but it's pretty close. And then uh, finally, we, we kind of dipped into the flex position, so we'll do a one-on-one here. Um, me Again, it, it's kind of tough for me because of the injury, but either Chuba or uh, uh, Elijah Mitchell or Devonta Freeman. Yes, one I think is a little easier. I mean, Freeman maybe slightly over Chuba, but if Mitchell's playing, it's hands down Mitchell. Yeah, I agree. And I think the, the Chuba one could be close. He's got a tough matchup against Buffalo. I think they got a pretty decent running defense. So that's a an interesting one. But I think I agree with you there uh, on that front. And then finally, 
Um, the defenses, which I should clarify, Will, I am not starting New Orleans. Yeah, I, am, I assume you're subbing yeah, that I'll be out. subbing that out. Um, I have New England at Indy. Um, he's got uh, Miami versus the Jets. I still probably take Miami, but I mean New England obviously looks a little bit better than New Orleans there. <laughs> but it definitely makes the overall. Um, I think a little easier too when you pop New England in there. Yeah, I think I take Miami as well, but it is pretty close. I mean, Zach Wilson and Wentz are prone to do dumb things, both of them. So I guess we'll see. But I, I agree. I think I'm taking Miami. So rounding up the whole team here, Will, um, me, Mr. Kyler Murray, or our good friend Graham, Team Russell Wilson, who are you taking? I will take your side. Unfortunately, didn't want to have to give you any credit there, but. I think it's pretty, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. There, it's just there's more pros, I think, on your side. A um, couple of guys are going to have to really have some pretty big games there for yeah, Graham. Yeah, you know, the, the quarterback difference and the, the running back difference is a, a big deal. And then everything else, if it wasn't me winning it, I think it was pretty close. So um, I agree on that front. You ready to move over to our Dynasty League? Yeah, let's flip on over there, see what we can uh, analyze. I know. Uh, from the app here it uses uh, the mfl setup it doesn't look like it gives the teams who haven't officially set lineups yet but i'm sure we can kind of piece it together yeah it's gonna be a little bit tougher um would you like to do uh our matchup or the other matchup (laughs) we could check the other matchup which is coincidentally our friend graham again and uh in that other side yeah so our our good friend graham against uh our friend keith there so uh, Graham does have a roster locked in. He's got Aaron Rodgers, Eckler, Ramonde Stevenson, Leonard Fournette, Stefan Diggs, Tyler Lockett, Jameson Crowder, Kelsey, and the Rams. Uh, our friend Keith there, um, we do not have anything for, uh, which makes it a little difficult. Um, I'm assuming he'd probably go Stafford at quarterback, uh, running backs. He's got to start two. Dante Hilliard and I don't even know James Robinson. I assume, even though they haven't Probably been using him, that's kind of scary. Robinson. Yeah, you'd have to think it's Robinson, though, yeah, right? It's it would be really hard to bench him. So yeah, James Robinson from and then he gets uh, four probably four wide receivers: DJ Moore, Godwin, Adams. Maybe? Well, he does have he does have. Delvin Cook, so that would probably be a pretty solid play. Uh, oh, yeah. He does have Delvin Cook. <laughs> You're right. So, Delvin Cook and Robinson for sure, and then I mean, you got Boston Scott maybe as a potential flex option. Probably really only one. Maybe Hillier, but he didn't do much. So, he needs, needs you know, two flexes as of now, unless you want to put Boston Scott yeah. in. Yeah. So, then that would Lee. I mean, he's pretty loaded at wide receiver. DJ Moore, Godwin, Mooney, Adams. I could start all of them. Yeah, I mean, those four right there probably yep. are the, the starts. Fryer, Muth at tight end. Should be pretty easy. And then Buccaneers against the Saints, I assume? It's, I would think yeah, so, yeah. Um, so kind of tougher to do a head-to-head one on because we got to make up some information here. Um, yeah. But, you know, for what we could do, Rodgers against uh, Stafford? What do you think on that front? We've got Rodgers against Baltimore, Stafford against Seattle. Uh, 
think I lean Rodgers. I mean, Stafford did have probably one of the best games of the year for himself, but I just don't think I can go away from Rodgers the way he's playing. So I'd lean Rodgers there with both both solid matchups. Okay. Uh, let's see here. It's really tough to do it with how this league does everything. Um, so Yeah, you're looking at Dalvin and um, Dalvin and James Robinson. Dalvin and James Robinson. And our, our friend grandson yeah. four running backs. So that's a very hard comparison to make. You could just say, I guess, Eckler and yeah. Fournette. Yeah, that's probably a good comparison. Um, and I would stick with Eckler and Fournette. Um, just because the James Robinson questions, you know? Cook's obviously awesome, but yeah, I think it's yeah, the other dude. And Fournette's just obviously balling out. So that makes sense there. Receiver, you got Stefan Diggs and Tyler Lockett on Graham's side. And then Key's side, I guess, Adams and Godwin. Yeah. Which is uh, that is close. close. I I think I would lean the Lockett side because Lockett's been so good. Diggs has got Carolina, yeah. But it is close. That's an interesting one. Yeah, it's it's close too because I mean Godwin has been so consistent too. I don't think he's really gotten the end zone a ton, but he's gotten so much volume. And Devontae Adams just blew up. So I think I lean the Adams and Godwin side actually, but. It's close. Yeah, that's fair. Can't argue with that. Um, let's see here. We'll uh, tight ends. What do we got here? We got Fryer Muth and we have Travis Kelsey. I think that's Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, Kelsey. I mean, Fryer Muth obviously he's is solid, killing but it, he's but not I think Kelsey. Pretty yeah, easily. For sure. Yeah. Um, and then the flex. We're looking at, I guess, Mooney and DJ Moore versus. Stevenson and Foreman, I think gotta lean the receiver yeah, side definitely. there. Absolutely. That's an easy one. Uh finally defenses here, Will. We got the Rams versus Seattle. Um, or we have what was it? The uh Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Saints. I'll take the Rams against yeah, Seattle oh, there. Pretty easy. Um so that wasn't too bad. What do you think as far as the winner is concerned? We have uh team Stafford, and we got team Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think a couple of close ones there, but I think enough of them went to the team Aaron Rodgers way that I think we will see our friend Graham avenge his loss to you in our league of record and get himself a dynasty. Yeah, I agree. I think he will pull it out. And we should say uh, that in uh, in this league, just the very last year, um, we lost in the championship our first championship appearance to said yeah, Graham's back team. to back too, right? Uh, it went back to back. I know he won I this he year. Did. And then I believe Vince won in one of the prior years. League champions. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look at that. So uh, Vince won in 2018, uh, beat our friend Tony. Uh, and then 2019, Graham beat our friend Bird. And then in 2020, Graham beat us. There you go. Look at that. Back, back to back. back. He's looking to become a three-time yeah, three champ. Beat, I don't see it happening, but maybe. <laughs> you never know. I mean, his division, uh, the way this league works is interesting. It is divisional. So two divisions, and you have to go through your division to get to the championship. Uh, we've referenced this league before that there is 
now uh, one 11 win team and two 10 win teams in our division, and we will all have to play each other before getting to the final. Whereas uh, Graham maybe is a little bit easier of a road. Uh, our friend Burge's team looks good. Keith's team seems like it's going to be competitive, but uh, definitely the teams, I think, on our side of the bracket are a little more difficult. Okay, and uh, speaking of our side of the bracket, ready to move to uh, our matchup here, Will? Yes, yes. Unfortunately, we have a matchup this week because uh, DeAndre Hopkins kept us around all day. We were going against him last night, and the very last catch on, you know, I think it was like a 12-yard catch really set it over. This is full PPR. We were up by .4. And I don't know, were you watching the game at all, Steve? There was a point where there was, I mean, the, there was maybe two minutes left. And I think it was still either, I think it was a one-score game. Um, fourth and like 12. And for, for Arizona, and if they didn't get the first down, the Rams were going to easily be able to run it out. Um, and instead of going for like a crossing shorter route, Kyler goes deep and hits um, Christian Kirk, I believe, for like 50 yards. Keeps the drive alive. And that is the reason that they got another catch there to DeAndre Hopkins. And unfortunately, we did not get the bye. Yeah, it was just like, oh, here we go, fourth down. If they don't get this, they might not get the ball back. We might be able to pull this off. And unfortunately, not the yeah, case. So be it. So be it. So um, we are another team that's got our roster set uh, as of right now. Um, we have uh, Ryan Tannehill in as a quarterback. We got Najee, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs at the running back position. We have Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen at wide receiver. Mark Andrews at tight end. Indianapolis Colts on defense. Uh, I believe they did say Keenan Allen was activated yeah, as well. So we so should be good, good on that front. Uh, our opponent here has not set a Ryan up. I'd imagine he's probably going with Jalen Hurts. Um, Hurts against Washington makes sense. Uh, the running back is tough. He's got to start. Yeah, two. I mean, if Swift doesn't play, man, Swift and Edmonds, I guess, are probably the ones you look at. Gaskin. But Oh, COVID. Right. He's on COVID list. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Naeem Hines, I guess. Naeem Hines. Right now, the only two healthy guys are Naeem Hines and Paper yeah, Barber. Yeah, so... Um, Everyone else is either COVID, questionable, so or... we'll just or, save ourselves the time uh, and just give ourselves the win at the running back position. Yeah, I mean, you got to think that's probably Swift and Gaskin or Swift and Edmonds. Um, so, hopefully he's got some receivers to fill the lineup out here. Yeah, we've got CeeDee Lamb, Deontay Johnson, Justin Jefferson, all pretty easily in there. And then I guess Devontae Parker would be his last yeah, one. And then uh, tight ends. He's got Kasiki and Waller. I don't think Waller's going to be back. I know he's – I think he's, he's – Questionable, but yeah, yeah I don't so think probably so. Kasiki and then uh, defenses. He's got Buffalo, Carolina, and Miami at the Jets. could see him going either way, honestly. He'd probably go Miami. Yeah. Probably Miami, but yeah, Buffalo sees good, and Carolina has been really inconsistent. So, okay, so then uh, run down the positions here. Will are Tannehill versus his Hurts? I think I'm giving it to him. Yeah, got to give it to Hurts there. I mean, we liked him, especially in the matchups here. And, and Tannehill's been good, not great, so pretty easy Hurts. Yeah, so uh, the running back position we already kind of wrote off. That's kind of a joke. Uh, <laughs> no offense. Yeah. Um, Pretty handily, you know, I mean, you're looking at Najee and JT 
versus two guys we're not sure about. So, I mean, that'll be a win, but that'll be a pretty handily win that you know, kind of gives a little, you know, little bit of a boost to some of the, any other positions that you don't maybe get a head-to-head yeah, on. And then uh, the, the wide receiver position, I guess we could do Tyree Kill and Mike Evans. Put them up against, uh, what, C.D. Lamb and Justin Jefferson? Yeah, probably Lamb and yeah, Jefferson. I will give it to us, but it's close. Yeah, it's Very close, close, though. Yeah, I mean, Lamb, Jefferson, Jefferson's probably playing the best out of them all, right? I mean, Hill's been not Hill, but, you know, good, but not what you expect. And I have Mike Evans has kind of been in and out of lineup. So it's close. I, I, will, I, I could go either way as a close one in that matchup. And then the flex positions, uh, we will say R. Keenan Allen and I guess Josh Jacobs. Josh yeah. Jacobs is now, yeah. And then we're looking at, I think, what Parker and Deontay Johnson. Yeah, yeah, not not too far off, but I mean, Parker coming back. Uh, Deontay Johnson's obviously a great player, but you, know, you, you can kind of maybe put him up against Keenan Allen and then you know, Jacobs, I think you're more confident in than Parker. And then uh, tight end position, Andrews versus Waller, or sorry, Andrews versus Gesicki. I don't think it matters whether it's Waller or Gesicki. I'll give it to, to Mark Andrews. Yeah, we'll go Andrews for um, sure. And the defense here, we'll assume Miami versus the Jets on his side. Um, and for us, we have Indy against the Patriots. Yeah, I think that was close. I mean, my, my probably lean Miami versus the Jets, um, but close. Uh, and like I said, I think it's you know a lot of close head-to-heads, except for one that I think is pretty substantial. So I think that is really what puts it over. That Najee-JT pairing um, really puts it over and really, once again, makes it so much more of a bummer that he did not get to play this week. <laughs> yeah, for real. That would have been nice. Um, so yeah, at the end of the day, you're giving the win to us. Yeah, I think I think pretty uh, pretty inter- handily, and then we'll have a really big time matchup against the team that we did lose to this week for the bye. Uh, if if we are able to pull this off, yeah, I agree. I, I think we can. Uh, I think we pull that one off. It'll be an interesting matchup, though. Um, wow, we are about to hit the one hour mark. Well, so the longest episode we've recorded in a while. Um, but I believe we've made it through everything. Is there any kind of final thoughts for it? Yeah, good luck, everyone. Make sure you get your waivers in, and it's a really important week to make sure you get your flex players and Thursday or Saturday guys in the lineup. Uh, make sure you have your, you know, just just cover yourself with these COVID cases that are popping up left and right. You just don't know who's going to go down and be out for the game. So make sure you have contingencies, you know, especially if you have a, a late. You know, Sunday night guy or Monday night guy you want to have your contingencies in place. Perfect. Yeah. So uh, good luck, everyone. Until next week, trust your board.